Thomas. Michael. You know, pal, remember you've told me for many, many years, never underestimate how stupid people are? I have said that many times. <laughs> well, I'm starting to agree with you because there's a new internet craze sweeping the nation. I don't know if you've heard about it. I'm sure you haven't because I hadn't until I just opened this up yesterday. People are throwing slices of cheese at their baby's faces and letting them stick on them and filming it. What? Yep. Throwing slices of cheese. Right. Now, this is some type of wet, sticky cheese. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Not like string cheese out of a can. (laughs) Now, that would be fun, right? Or I guess maybe. (laughs) Shower your baby in string cheese. Yeah. Hey, cottage cheese would work the best, don't you think? Oh, that would definitely stick. I guess stupid parents who feel they goo to do this, you know? See what I did there? Uh, I see what you did there. (laughs) You're really stretching it today, aren't you? Are parents today really trying to start some kind of new tradition, you know, like Elf on the Shelf or something like that? I wouldn't suggest a sharp cheddar, would you? Especially if it cuts like a knife. Oh, man. What happened to Peekaboo? Remember that? Oh, that got boring. It did? Yeah. We have to be more creative in our taunting. Does it have to be a baby? How about an ex-wife? Can you do it to an (laughs) ex-wife? You're asking for a friend? Yeah. Or how about, I'm going to go a step further. How about a pancake? Would a pancake work? That sounds really good right now. (laughs) Does it? Blueberry pancake? Stuck to my face. But I'm seriously, I want you to get on that Google machine, and I want you to Google throwing cheese at babies' faces. And there's pictures on the internet of all these kids with, like, pieces of American cheese stuck to their forehead and stuff. I prefer eating it with a nice... Cabernet. You are the cheese king. I remember I came to your house one lovely summer day with my wife, and you had a spread on that kitchen counter. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, we're really into something called charcuterie. You know what that is? No. Charcuterie is the latest taste sensation at pretty much all your fancy, trendy restaurants. Charcuterie is a cheese and meat tray. If I opened up your refrigerator right now, how many cheeses would be in there? Probably 14. Really? Yeah, you know what I have to do because, see, you can keep cheese for a really long time, but you have to know how to store it. When you bring it out and your cheese has maybe been open for a month or whatever, you got to cut away part of it, you know, and get rid of it. So you're constantly creating kind of a new cheese sensation every time. But the meats don't last that long. I always buy meat that is, I'm talking about like, you know, little pepperonis or, you know, prosciutto or, you know, meat like that. I always buy that uncured. Do you know what uncured meat is? Yeah. It's no nitrates. Right. Right. And it's much better for you than, you know, hot dogs with nitrates, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't put hot dogs on a charcuterie yeah. tray anyway. But anyway, my whole point being the meat doesn't last very long. Kind of like, you know, my own personal meat. There you go. I have to toss it after a while. And, you know, why don't we try tossing our meat? And our little babies. There you think? go. Now, now be, that would be disgusting, wouldn't it? Yes. So if you're a parent that tosses cheese right. at your little child. Child services. Does that make you a cheese dad? See what I did there? Instead of cheese head, cheese dad. No, not working for you. Tom and Mike. Now, Thomas, if you unbutton the top three buttons on your shirt and you peer down into that. I would be very hairy. That's my question. Do you have a hairy chest? I do. What does this mean? Oh, you're going to be very happy. A Greek study found that hairy men tend to be seen as manly, sturdy, and even attractive. But according to a new Greek study, men with hairy chest have another quality to add, and that is intelligence. 
Men who have hairy chests tend to be more educated, have better jobs, and higher grades. And 45% of all men trained to be doctors have hairy chest. How about that? But I'm just a high school graduate. Well, you got hairy chest. That makes up for it. It does? What if you wax? <laughs> you don't, Max. You're no manscaper. I didn't know you had hairy chest. I never noticed that when we were swimming in that saltwater pool. <laughs> you know that hair protects bacteria and dust from getting into our bodies? like ears and stuff like that. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah. My wife tells me, because I have one of those nose hair clippers, you know, right. when I'm clipping my nose hair, you know, you don't want to go too far in there because, uh, you know, boogers are good. Yeah. <laughs> now we know why men unbutton those top shirts, those buttons all the time, because they want to show people how smart they are, right? I don't think anybody knew that until you bring us this valuable information. You see, we do have value in this world. Yeah, men and hairy chest to be more intelligent. So what are you? I have some hair, but not very much at all. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> My palms are hairy, does that count? Uh, no. No? I wonder if Trump's got any hair no. there. I don't know. I've never seen his chest. I'm just curious. I'm just going to Google right now. Trump chest hair. Doesn't he take that chest hair and wipe it around his head? <laughs> think so. Tom and Mike. A leading child psychologist just wrote a controversial article saying that proms, high school proms, are terrible, chintzy disappointments and a perfect preparation for adulthood because of all the disappointments it brings. Now, did you find that when you were in high school going to proms? That it was actually a, a prelude to life itself? Well, or just, yeah, it was a big, you know, it wasn't as well made I out never to went be. to a prom. Did you go to a prom? Yeah, I went to both my junior and senior prom. Really? I didn't care anything about it. I really didn't. Here, here's what this article says. It says they're expensive, they're uh, with stupid rules, and it upheld gender stereotypes. They're just trying to be in comfortable outfits, and it doesn't last. You waste money on your prom date. It'll never live up to the hype. Somebody will be wearing the same dress as you. There's so many cooler parties to go to after high school. It's expensive. All that limo money. Right. And how many times have you been at a really nice fine dining establishment and you see these prom kids right. spending tons of dough? That's for the adults to do, to waste all that money. Not for uh, kids. Come on, save your money. I remember I spent six hours getting ready for my high school prom. And by that, I mean I spent six hours sitting on my hands. Sitting on your hands? And nobody was going with me. No. You know, soccer fans at a game are a lot like dads of a prom night, excited that nobody scored, right? That's right. And up and down the field. Do you know parents will spend up to $1,500 for their kid's prom? Really? I think they're okay for kids to go. I mean, I remember the big thing at our high school prom was to sneak a, a little bit of liquor in there with you, you know, like a little flask, a little bottle of booze, and you would spike the punch and everything. You did? Yeah. What, what else did you put in the punch, <laughs> you druggy you? <laughs> Weddings are a lot like proms for adults. Excessive alcohol and a lack of morals. That's what it is. That's right. And when did you capture the moral high ground, by the way? Lose my virginity? Yeah. 19. 19? Yeah, I was a late bloomer, pal. Wow. Yes, I was. I was a good boy. I was into sports. Captain of the basketball team. You're was, a good man. And thanks for not asking me, okay? No, I want to know. No, gonna, no, you don't want to know. We, I'm ashamed. Can I guess? Yeah. 16. Let me think about that. You don't even know? I think there was a partial at 15, but there was the full-blown oh, partial. <laughs> it's partial at 16. Well, I can imagine that. That was some Kodak moment, I bet. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it happened very quickly. That's why I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. 
Shut up. Don't ask me any more questions. Do you remember her name? Don't ask me. Her name was Carol Pruitt. Oh, oh. she was so hot. And if she's listening and right now. She was actually two years older than me. Really? Oh, even be better. Experienced, up, right? Brought, brought up on charges. And she was, no, I was 16. She oh. was 18. Come on. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, baby. I she's, was underage. Carol Pruitt. Karen Pruitt. What is it? Carol. Carol. Your wife's Karen. Yeah. You don't want to get them mixed up. No, I don't want to get them mixed up. <laughs> uh. Tom and Mike. So the other day down in Alabama, they have this buffet, and it's something that everybody loves. Well, everybody doesn't love, but it's a specialty, crab legs. And the crab legs were out. They ran through them, so people were gathering by the buffet table, waiting with anticipation for the next order of crab legs to be thrown in the buffet. So what happens? People started cutting in line. After waiting 20 minutes, the crab legs came out, and guess what happens? A riot starts. No. Plates being shattered and thrown, things all over the place, arrests being made. Was there a shortage of crab legs? Well, no, but they ran it out of them. It wasn't like an all-you-can-eat. Yeah, all-you-can-eat Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. You didn't say that, did you? Okay. So anyway, so while they're waiting, they're biting in line, getting all anxious for them. So when they finally came out, people were jockeying for position and all hell broke loose. They were fencing with tongs, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> you know that buffet is French for get it your damn self? Did you know that? All I know is a sneeze guard never protected you from disease. I will never go to a buffet. Never, ever, ever. I read about that story, too. And the crazy thing is, you know, it was down by the coast. Right. And, you know, there should be plenty of crabs, crabs, right, to go around for everybody. So why was there a riot? You know what I'm thinking? They just needed to wait for the next tide to roll in. And then everybody could say, Roll Tide yeah, or baby. Crab Legs, baby. <laughs> and in future references for riots like this, a walk makes a very acceptable shield, doesn't it? A walk? Yeah. Well, you know what I say? Walk you and the horse you rode in on. <laughs> Have you been to a buffet in the last few years? I haven't gone to a buffet maybe ever. Really? Yeah. No, I'm not a buffet guy. In fact, you remember I told you about that cruise I went on years ago? Yeah. That was the most disgusting thing about the cruise. The stupid buffets. Oh, I can imagine the germs flying around that place. Oh, man. I do not want to go on another cruise. I hate buffets. The best buffet I've ever been to. You're into buffets? No, I'm not into them. But when I was a young man, I traveled across country in my Volkswagen with a buddy, and we went to Vegas. And in those days... You're not a young man anymore? I thought you were a millennial. I'm just outside the millennial, but I think, yeah. Just outside the window? Millennials will think I'm a millennial by looking at me, but no, I'm a little outside that. How far out? Just a tad. The window is open right here. (laughs) Right. And you're not, you're on the other side. The other side of millennialism. Okay. Slightly, the window has been kept open for you to even talk about it, right? But I identify with my peeps. Okay. So anyway, Vegas has the best... Or it did. They probably still do. Oh, man. you. This I mean, is another I, reason why I've never been to Las Vegas and I never want to go. Really? Yeah. They used to have these fountains that had David, that sculpture, and wine would be coming out of his penis into a big fountain. And you would just walk by and put your glass down and fill it up and just keep walking. Because they wanted to get you drunk so you gamble. I don't know if that still goes on. It's so I, hedonistic. It is, isn't it? <laughs> I bet it was really crappy wine. <laughs> It probably was. It was probably Gallo or Coming something. Coming out of his penis. <laughs> yeah, I right. would think that would be awful. Oh. I, mean, I could see you there without a glass. <laughs> Just my mouth. <laughs> it hunched over. Shut up. I wasn't much of a gambler. I hate gambling. I just. Yeah, you'd rather 
drink uh, wine out of yeah, that. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're tough. Tom and Mike. So did you ever ask yourself why the Irish are so pale? This sounds like a stereotypical thing. No. They well, just, they do have red hair and many times freckles. It's not because of a lack of sunlight. Researchers at Penn State identified a gene responsible for the pigmentation and a specific mutation within a responsible for the Irish people. It all come from one person. The gene's called A11T, if you're interested. It's commonly found in Ireland, and it came from the Middle East across the Iberian Peninsula. And the person lived in either India or Middle East 10,000 years ago got over to Ireland, and this one gene started Irish people. Well, I got to tell you, one of my real passions, maybe it could be a fetish, I don't know, Mm -hmm. are redheaded Irish hot women. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Do you love redheads? They're either very attractive or they're very ugly. There's no in-between. Think about it. Okay, you do have a point. There's Jessica Chastain, and then there's... Julianne Moore. I can't think of any ugly ones, though. Oh, Little Orphan Annie. She wasn't very hot. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't. I never looked at her that way. You know what the big Irish wish is? If only their teeth were as white as their legs. That's what they wish. Mm. You know? Do you know they bruise like peaches with the Irish people? Like peaches? Yep. If you ever see an Irish person, they get a bruise on them. It's like a big peach. Okay. And they glow on hot days. Did you know that? They glow? Yep. You know, Irish have about four tanning stages. Fish belly white, freckles appear, flesh turns purple and blisters, then spontaneous combustion. That's the Irish <laughs> So, Thomas, here's a statistic for you. In the last 10 years, U.S. pedestrian deaths have jumped over 35 percent. 6,100 people have been killed by cars walking across the street in the last 10 years. What do you think is the reason for that? More cell phones. That's right, baby. They don't have an app yet for crossing the street for these idiots, right? (laughs) No. There should be one. You just identified a market, my friend. You might get rich on that. People have lost the ability to shut the hell up. Just put that phone down when you're crossing the street. So it's gone up 35% in the last 10 years. Oh, yeah. That is really obvious. And I wonder how that relates to automobile or vehicle accidents, right? Yeah. The numbers have to be right up there too, right? And guess what state has the highest death rate of of pedestrians? I would say New York. Nope. Come on, we talk about this state all the time, baby. Oh, Florida. Yeah, pal. Oh, your favorite. You don't see Boy Scouts helping women, old women across the street anymore, do they? It's too dangerous. That's right. They have to help people with their smartphones. And you know where it happens a lot? That Abbey Road in London. People trying to cross that tourist, boom, they're just knocked over all the time. Because they're... Trying to do that, recreate that stupid scene. (laughs) You know, and here's the statistics. If you're hit by a car going 20 miles per hour, 90% chance of survival. 30 miles per hour, only 60% chance of survival. And 40 miles an hour, only 20% survival chance. I think everybody should get a surgical implant for their phone. That's what I think. Well, you know, cars now are building devices into them that will alert you when there's something in the middle of the road. That's a good thing to have. You know why? Because while you're driving and you're looking at your smartphone, right? you don't have to worry about hitting somebody because your car will let you know, hey, you're going to hit somebody. Oh, okay. I better put the brakes on now. That's right, pal. So look, let's wrap this up and tell people if they want to see this beautiful stuff every day for uninterrupted. Where do we go, Thomas? Well, I don't think you actually see it because see, we're not on TV. So, we're on the radio. You I, hate, I, I hate when you correct me like that. What's this world coming to dot com is our daily podcast it's so good it's so much fun and one thing you will not hear on the daily podcast thomas eating cheese no 
What's that? You won't hear somebody rambling about himself for over two hours. There and you go. we all know who that is. Oh. Tom and 